This is an interview with my digital friend, Maggie, who helps with communications and strategy and beyond in the association space. The conversation covers a lot of different ground, but we especially talk about mental health in the workplace and the idea of neurodiversity and whether we can ever get it to scale that executives will care more about these topics. There's an unfortunate story somewhere in the middle about how a coworker at one job once reacted to her as well. Let's get right to it. So many jobs and they all, I, they just never work. And so yep. everyone who knows me has always been like, you need to just have your own business. And so I've been like weirdly successful without like an actual plan so the past like year I was working um as a independent contractor for um with NIST so it's the National Institute of Standards of Technology um and that was kind of you know it was full-time or it was getting paid full-time um but it was so ridiculous that I just like wrapped that up and so I'm kind of trying to evaluate what the hell I'm doing next. So basically like that's the long way of saying like, I mean, basically communications, like digital yeah. communications. Um, I did social media for so long that that's still like the thing that people like see me for, but I hate it, like especially what it's become. And so I'm kind of, I don't know, just like trying to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, that's like a continual mode, man. <laughs> I've been uh I've been mostly like freelance solo whatever since probably late 2015. Mm-hmm. And I feel like honestly if I had to be completely transparent about it I would say like almost every 8 months it feels like it doesn't like whole scale reinvent but like mm-hmm. virtually like every 8 months it's like oh, okay now I focus more on this shit. Yeah. And if- like I, yeah, exactly. It's and under I, the same umbrella, like to your point. People come to you or find yeah. you for the same general umbrella of like tasks or strategy or whatever. But I feel like literally every eight months, I'm like, well, okay, I do this shit more now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was like the last year I was focused, like I was working with like the cybersecurity for IoT people at NIST. So it's like sort of like no-ish that subject matter. I'm not, you know, like a cybersecurity expert, but like ostensibly since I was like basically doing the like ghostwriting for the people, you kind of like know it. So I'm like, I don't know, like, but yeah, it is kind of weird. How do you find that people just kind of like find you and you just kind of like roll with it except for Uh what? Yeah, I would say, like, I talked to one kid once who is in Chicago who's probably been freelance for, like, five, seven years or, like, work for self. And he told me something, like, I hadn't thought about before is that when you start, um, especially, like, I think you and I are similar in the sense that, like, we've always like we've had like a bunch of different jobs and it's like okay, none of these models like work or they they don't seem to work so it's like you might as well 
just trade away some quote-unquote stability for yeah. like more flexibility and like the ability to pursue projects and stuff that you want right yeah so exactly. um, this kid in chicago told me though like he felt like the first two or three years he was getting a lot of stuff because people are like, Oh, he's like new to it. Yeah. So you're getting more girls and stuff. And he's like, then it kind of dries up for a little bit and it's like harder. And then it comes back. And obviously like it reflects the broader economy at some level too. Mm-hmm. But, um, I kind of felt the same way. Cause like, um, Okay, so I got laid off from a job in probably, like, right before Thanksgiving 2015, which is, like, the ultimate, like, corporate bullshit thing to do, right? So I felt like I had only really known, like, the whole white-collar fucking W-2 type model, right? So I'm just, like, early 2016, I just started um like applying for jobs and i had a couple interviews and like i went on probably four interviews and i was like man all these jobs are gonna suck like i know they're gonna suck and i'm gonna get like you can't even like when i can't even be like pressed at an interview anymore i'm just like uh like you know i know this is gonna suck you're gonna you're using the same buzzwords as everybody else right and so i was like i'm just gonna like I'll just try to do my own thing and then like 2016 I was like pretty successful probably I think in 2016 I might have made more than I did in 2015 being on a W2 most yeah, of the like year that's exactly what happened to me I made this past year I made more than like I ever made but granted right. I never like made that much to begin with so it's like right it was you know so it's like we're not competing with like Goldman Sachs yeah, exactly. right? But it's still like it's a source of like self pride at some level, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So do you feel like okay, <clears throat> um, having done it and like been initially to like intermediate term successful with it and like figuring out how to navigate shit do you feel like you've learned like a lesson in that or like about yourself or do you still kind of feel like it's like seat of the pants stuff? Um, kind of like both. Like people would be like, well, what, you know, what do you do? Like it was really hard. I had a, you know, my blog, but then I, when I started, you know, like I was like, all right, I'm actually going to like do this. Like better do like a website, but it was hard because I literally like did not know what I, you know, I'm like, I I can do a lot of stuff. So it's like my, it was really hard to like build. You can't do like an elevator pitch of like, well, what do you do? It's like, well, what do you need? Like I can figure, if I don't already know how to do it, I can like Google it and I can figure figure it out. That's That's the thing too that I've like both struggled with and been amazed by is that People will want to come to you for some, like, they want you to say some super specific. It's like, we live in this era where, okay, if I didn't know how to do something, like, if you were basically came to me and were like, I want, like, sponsored Pinterest content. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never done that, but I guarantee you within two hours, I can figure out how to do that. 
yeah, like none of this shit is like rocket science. So it's exactly that. And also like when I'm motivated, like when I was first starting and I'm like, shit, I need to make some money. Like, you know, someone's like, I need a website. I'm like, okay. And it's like, and they're like, I want it. I look, I had built a Squarespace website, but not from scratch. And so I literally like bought a, like, I like spent a couple hours on Google, bought like a pre-made theme, customized it. And I'm like, damn, okay. Now I can like add that to my thing. Like, when you're like motivated by needing to make money and especially, you know, and I think also it's like people talk about, you know, companies like, you know, we need innovative people, we need creativity or whatever, but it's like at the same time, like we want to put you in this box and say like, you only do this thing and this is your only, you know, you're only like eligible for this. So I almost feel like, it's you're more likely to be successful by just kind of like keeping it sort of fluid and just being like, you know, I think especially if you can write, like that is a huge thing. So if you're a good writer and communicator, but can also kind of, you know, learn new stuff if people need it, I don't know. I kind of feel like if you have like the core, then you're better off than the people who are like, I do this one specific thing because all the, basically all the like success, like the most like financially successful and like stable gigs I've gotten were just sort of like accidental. So it was kind of like, if I were just, you know, I'm only going to like, especially in the association world, everything is like RFPs. So it'll be like, okay, let me, you know, spend 11, you know, one time, I did, I like responded to one because somebody reached out to me We and I did it with somebody else because I knew I would not be organized enough to like give a shit to like put it into the format they wanted and all that stuff. We spent probably literally like 20 hours on it and then, you know, presenting it and then you don't get it. And I'm like, I'm literally never like, why would you do that? Like, and so a lot of people I know who do business that way. Like I only do this and I will fill out an, you know, proposal and then I'll submit it. Like it's just easier to just do, I don't know, just kind of go where there's work. And then it just seems like more, you're more likely to just find more stuff or something. Yep. I agree. Okay. So what's your, um, this is something I always struggle with. And like when I'm doing, when I'm doing better um, financially, I feel like I can just get rid of these people. But if I'm not, yeah. I can't. And it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, like, have you ever in the time you've been doing it? And I feel like this is almost kind of the reason that I hated a lot of full-time jobs I had. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten people that are just, like, they have no semblance of like strategy or oh cohesion. Yeah. They just want to like push shit out into the universe, yeah. right? Oh I had God. a I had somebody like a couple weeks ago who like um he was in Eastern Europe, so probably like a six to eight hour time difference, right? Mm-hmm. And like Friday afternoon at like three or four p.m. my time when I had like washed my hands of most stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like probably midnight and wherever he was, and he was like emailing me like, "Hey, we gotta push this like blog post out." And I was just thinking to myself like, oh, there are really dudes in the universe that think that that 
is like some form of like accomplishment or strategy. And I don't like, I never know how to deal with those people because obviously I want um, to earn income uh, via them in a way, but it's like, how do you tell somebody like what you're doing is not actually strategic? That's exactly it. It's so hard. And it is true. It's like when you're more, when you're in more like desperate times, like, okay, I need this money. Then it's like, you kind of can like roll with it a little more. Like I find it easier to just be like, like it's a little, like there is a part of me screaming, like this is fucked up. Like what, this is wrong and this is not going to work, but you know, whatever, like I need this money. And I just kind of like, it's like, keep your eyes on the prize kind of thing. But then, um, you know, now it's like, you know, with that, with the government contract thing, it's, it was sort of like a happy medium because I could still work for myself. Like the company wanted the company that was like the, had the contract, like they wanted to hire me as an employee, but I'm like, when the, or cause it started as an independent contractor, but then as I had more hours, they wanted to hire me. And um, it was kind of like, mm, no, cause it wasn't like they were p- going to pay me more. Like I, I mean, basically it was a wash because I would make more as a contractor, but then you have to pay that, you know, 15% self-employment tax, which is bullshit. Um, But, but it was like, you know, it was a paycheck. Like it was pretty much as steady as a regular job, like at least for a year and it was probably going to renew. And so I kept sort of like, that was like what I, when it would be frustrating, I'm like, you know what? Like you just, you're getting stable money, but then Finally, I was like, I, just forget it. Like, it's not even worth it. Like, if right. I'm going to be working for this bullshit, I may as well get, like, a regular job and not be paying employment tax. Like, I just, I don't know. I find, like, my tolerance, it just, and maybe it is, like, that eight-month thing you said kind of rings true with me because it's almost like, I don't know if it's, like, a commitment thing or, actually, I don't know. Like, the more I've learned about ADHD, apparently it's an ADHD thing of like switching jobs all the time like not yeah, being I could see that. but because it used to be and I don't know if you I mean I don't know if you've had as many jobs as I have but like the thing that frustrates me is when I get a job interview like people leave well I apply for something or people will like reach out to me and then they just want to if the interview is literally like okay let's go through each of your jobs and yeah tell why you left like it was bullshit it was bullshit. It's, it's, like, yeah it's preposterous and it's also like what's funny is we supposedly live in this quote-unquote data-driven time and then the 90% of recruiters are like hey walk me through your resume what happened yeah, with like this it's job it's like dude it's in front of you just fucking yeah. read it <laughs> you know uh, like and I, it just that's um, also it's like you you know it's data driven and then also this whole thing about like diversity and or whatever like there is a part of me that you know the next time someone you know if I'm interviewing and someone wants to go through it like I just want to be like you know you talk about this like how authentic do you like be at work right. it's like what if I were like well actually like I have you know anxiety and I have ADHD and you know the like I don't do well in like some of the system. So like I, it, you know, it didn't work for me or, you know, something like that, like something that would be like in theory, like this is, 
you know, this is how I work. And that, you know, environment, you know, regular environments that cater to like regular people, like don't work for me. So right. it took me 100%. all that time to figure it out. They'd be like, uh, okay, next. Yeah. Like you'd have no chance of getting that yeah. job. Absolutely no chance. And then here's, okay, here's the inverse. So I got this um, girl that goes to church with um, my girlfriend and I. Is, uh, she's living with us uh, for a couple months because, like, her dude got a job at Amazon and they, like, immediately moved him to, like, Washington State, right? So she's, like, living with us. She's been having a couple job interviews in Washington state. And like, she got flown up there a couple times, but then it's like with coronavirus and shit, she's been oh, doing yeah. more of them on like WebEx or zoom or whatever. Right. So like yesterday she was doing one and she's in like hospital procurement, like business, like the business side of hospitals. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So it's like a room of white guys and they're all like boomers, like maybe high gen X boomers. Right like suit and tie like medical admin people and like she had it on speaker for a while and i was home doing something and like these dudes are asking her questions like oh well like like what kind of stuff do you do on weekends like like and one dude was like oh do you like wine bars and they had like a whole and i get that it's like small talk but i'm like how is this shit making you a good hiring decision? That's the right? thing. That's the, uh, <laughs> right. They're just, and that's, and then the thing is like, you know, I've had like those, I've interviewed a companies who have that, like we have like a no assholes policy. I'm like, that literally makes you an asshole to have that. But it's like, you know, you can just tell it's like, it's basically like, unless you're like exactly like us. And like, in my case, it's like that when they're in their twenties, I'm like, okay, I'm like twice. I could be your mother. So no, I'm not. But <laughs> like, it just, it's so awkward. It, it just would be easier if it were just like, look, here's the deal. Like I need to work a certain way, but like, I'm super good at what I do. This is what motivates me. If you don't do this, then I'm going to leave. But you know, you're better off. Like, I can do really good work, but I can also just like totally check out and yep. this is what I need to do that. And it's not that much. Like I literally need pressure and I need like praise when I do a good job. Cause that's what motivates yep. me. And if you do that, then I'll, you know, stay and I will like bang it out. But hundred percent. And I think that that's like, for some reason it's like really hard for a lot of people that, uh kind of navigate to managerial roles mm-hmm. to understand even though it seems logical to like normal human beings right well i kind of want to investigate this with you too because i feel like i have the same kind of issue is like if you have like anxiety or adhd or like anything even close to that spectrum you know like you said five minutes ago it's impossible to be authentic about any of that stuff in a job interview if you actually want to get the job right but then i always feel like there's this weird thing where like the types of people that run teams or run divisions like their personality is always where like they think like oh this person has anxiety that's like a soft issue that you don't bring to work you don't talk Mm -hmm. about it but, like, people are still people, right? So, like, that can, 
impact how someone works or how you would motivate them. Yeah, like we just kind of like we like broadly ignore that, right? Like yeah. to your point, yeah. I almost feel like okay, there are certain guys that are just like animals about like KPIs and mm. like ROI, and they're always gonna work that way. But an average person is like, okay if you motivate them and you treat them well and the projects are like mostly interesting, they'll do a good job. And if those things aren't there, they're going to check out. Right. And then you factor in like mental health stuff to it, like background stuff to it. It all plays a part, but we draw this like thick line there where it's like, Oh, this shit isn't supposed to factor into work, Mm -hmm. but it's like, Oh, I'm still a human that still lives in the body. Like everything factors into how I'm going to work for you, you know? That's the thing. And it just, like, that's my, I keep, it's like I've had, you know, I keep, like, notes. Like, I, for some, I used to blog all the time. And then I just, like, got out of habit because I just stopped giving a shit. And so, and I just kind of switched to, like, journaling. So I still, like, write. But I just, I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel. Like, so I just kind of took a hiatus. And then I just can't really be pressed to do it like I kind of miss it and I need to go back to it because that's basically how I've like gotten any job um but but it's like you know one of the things that I sort of started like taking notes on it's like you know the whole like neurodiversity thing how you know there's articles you know you read like HBR or whatever and it's the whole thing about um you know neurodiversity and companies you know, have these initiatives where it's, but it's, it's kind of like a one-to-one. It's basically like tech companies have found that, you know, autistic people make really good, you know, programmers. So they, that's their neurodiversity initiative. But then like there are other ones like for, you know, ADHD or whatever, like that there's like certain strengths that those people have. And so it's like the things that companies talk about, like, you know, we're going to do out of the box thinking we want to be innovative. Like regular people can't do that shit. Like in the box, people can't do like out of the box work. You need people who do things and think differently, but it's like, and also like, and it could totally be a thing like that. You could totally like if people would just acknowledge that. And I feel like it eventually will, because somebody's going to realize that's a, you know, whatever million dollar market doing consulting on that. And I've already like seen some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, uh, to me, like the most, the ironic experience I had was I was working at the American Psychological Association. <laughs> yeah. um, and I had gotten like courted. Um, I like did this like lunch and learn thing. It was something about online community. And the guy came up to me after and he's like, you know, I just started working at the American Psychological Association and we started this new like center for digital strategy and, you know, excellence or some shit like that. And um, we need a social media manager. Like, would you consider, you know, like coming to work here? And I'm like, Sure. Like, I always am like, I'm like, sure, I'll interview for it. And I like had no intention of it. I was like, I went to the interview and I'm like, me and now I can already like feel that this is going to be wrong. But then when I got the offer, I just did like a super hard counter because I'm like, well, I'm not taking this job anyhow. And then but the response that the guy wrote me was like, so like thoughtful and genuine. I was like, I want to work with this dude. So I took it. But it was insanity. Like, it was literally, like, 
and that's, you know, I'm sure this is true with other jobs, but especially kind of like newer stuff, like, you know, whatever digital. It's like they had no strategy at all. They had literally 85 social media channels across the organization. Oh my God. They were, they wanted someone, but they had never had a strategy. So it was like, they wanted someone to come in and like back it up and do strategy and whatever. But then it was like, once I got there, it was just all like turf wars and, you know, everybody like the position used to be owned by this one and now this guy took it. And so it was all politics. And it would literally was like so stressful and ridiculous. And I was just caught in the middle of stuff. And so I went to HR and, you know, I like tried to like work it out with them. And they're just like, whatever. So then I said, you know, look, like, can I apply for enough? Like, I like it here and I have good skills, but this job, like, this is not, it's bigger than me. Like, this is a whole, like, political infighting thing. And, you know, and I, they were like, well, we have a policy. You have to be in your job a year before you can switch positions. So I literally, they were like, you can write a letter requesting an exemption. So I would write these letters, like, here are the reasons like here's the business case for why this makes sense like you are i'm already here i already know it you already spent this money you know you're gonna be out you're gonna then have to recruit for two positions if i leave like i did it like over and over for like five months and they kept being like well your your request got denied and finally and then i did i took like I had I literally had like a nervous breakdown like it was so stressful so I had to take a week off and I just was like open about it because I'm like hey this is American Psychological Association they talk about like no stigma whatever so I was like look like I, I need I'm I need to like my doctor said I need to take a week off because you know whatever and then I got back and first of all like they were super like woke about um other things like um you know, race, diversity, sexual preference. But then this, you know, a guy who was there who I worked with, who didn't know anything about social media, but he claimed to, he would literally be like, hey, how's how's the crazy going? How's the, and I would go to HR. (laughs) It just just was like insanity on insanity. So I ended up leaving. And to me, it's, Still drives me crazy because they still talk about you know you read all their stuff and the CEOs like always um, you know doing speeches and in the media about like you know decreasing stigma and you know diversity and all this shit and it drives me crazy. Yeah, I, it's it's ridiculous, and I also feel like diversity and inclusion are. Um, kind of like just completely lip service term. I went to a actually near you probably like first half of 2018. I went to a conference in DC that was like maybe like Arlington, Virginia. And they had a, like a dude that gets a bunch of diversity keynotes, like older. He's like an older ripped black dude. And it was like, okay, a lot of his speech was, like, bullshit, and you're kind of like, okay, if you weren't, like, an older, hot, black dude, Mm -hmm. you may not be able to, like, get these speeches, right? Mm -hmm. But the one thing he said that was woke, in my opinion, was he was like, if you really want to know how the people that run an organization think about 
uh, gender diversity, racial diversity, neurodiversity, anything, just look at their calendars. Just like print out 52 weeks of their calendars and see what percentage of time they're in meetings or traveling about those topics, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like probably like less than 5% in most Uh cases. Right. So I don't think I think it's like still broadly like a lip service thing. And I don't know if that's uniquely American because I've met a couple people like Danish or Finnish or like Western European who are kind of like, oh, we don't take work as seriously. It's more like a means to an end. Yeah. And America work is like way too much tied to people's identity, right? Yeah. It's like Dang. even what you're seeing with this corona shit is like, you know, people get laid off or whatever and they're going to be like, oh God, now I have no identity. Yeah, I have no purpose. I, I, I even worry like, man, yeah. I'll tell you like, okay, when I got laid off from that 2015 job like i had a a neighbor who ran like this his own printing business so like he would get up at like 6 a.m and like print off this shit for clients but then he'd be done with work at like 11 a.m and still be getting paid for like a full day basically so like man all i did in holidays 2015 was like sit around like drinking with him or like fucking doing dumb shit with him right because i'm like oh i don't have a job but i have money and savings so like i lack purpose but i like i have the fiscal ability to do this right Mm -hmm. so i'm even like man if we start seeing a bunch of layoffs and shit um uh like that's the bigger issue to me like second order third order effect is like okay well fucking people are gonna lose purpose because we tie so much of work to identity you know that's the thing well and and it's like that's exactly and i feel like you know all these people are like talking about like this is it like after this everyone's gonna switch to remote work and i'm like it's gonna be literally the opposite like all the like people who are forced to be remote working now it's like they're not gonna be able to wait to get that it's gonna be like that like fam you know whatever mentality where it's like you had to go without it and now you're gonna like double down on it so it's because it's like my husband and my daughter are both working from home like it's their places um had like actually my daughter she's like an entry-level person uh-huh. she literally has been at the job for like a month and so and it's like the people are like well we'll try to like think of stuff to send you so she's just like hi and it's like she literally right. doesn't even she doesn't have any work experience so i'm just like look at the website like ha- do a project learn how to do something like but my husband is like the number two exec at this association and it's like he's had to like convince the CEO like this is why it should be okay for people to work from home and you know and they have those they do this whole thing where it's like okay well everyone has to be every call has to be video so it's all you know eyes on kind of thing like all those kind of people like they're not all of a sudden gonna be like you know what actually this is awesome like they are totally lost without being able to like boss other people or control you know see stuff yeah it's amazing and then like what i uh like i got this friend in vancouver like does 
like cloud installs for like mid-sized companies mm-hmm. and he's always texting me like man the whole promise of cloud was that we could do this shit like we yeah. could have remote distributed workforces but what we keep forgetting is that work is about control to so many yeah, people exactly. they want it- they want to see those people in front of them. They want to know where they are because then they feel like yeah. if they're writing yeah. the checks for their salary or whatever, they feel like, oh, okay, I'm getting a return on my investment. Whereas when you see somebody in like a video chat, you're like, oh, I don't know if they're like playing with their dog off yeah, screen like or whatever. Like, right. Yeah, that's right. exactly it. And that is not like, that's why, like those people are not going to transform through this they're gonna like be traumatized and it's gonna bring that out even more and it's just gonna like make them more controlling you know it's yeah. KPI, like, kpi kevin man <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the worst thing um okay so one thing like broader i was gonna ask you too is um i don't know like a lot of people instantly point to like having a kid or whatever but like what are some of the bigger let's say like the last 10 years or whatever of your life, like what are some of the bigger things that you feel like you've learned or, I mean, obviously the jobs being bullshit and stuff, I'm sure mm-hmm. that resonates. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot because it's like a big life question. So you don't have to have some like otherworldly answer to it, but mm-hmm. are there like, are there things that, you feel like you've learned or that have resonated more with you say in the last like 10, 12 years that maybe like beforehand you had never thought about. Is there anything that jumps out in that regard? Yeah. Do you mean like job wise or just like life in general wise or both? Uh, just both. I mean, we've, we've talked about jobs a little bit. So if you want to do more life in general, you can, but I'm fine with either. Um, I gotta say, like, it's made me, like, I'm always kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Like, I'm an introvert, but I'm like an ambivert. Like, I'm not, I don't know, like, I'm more like a one-on-one type of person. So when I've had friends, it's like, I'm not good in like a group. I'm better like with like a friend one-on-one. And, um, but over the past 10 years, like, um, we live in, you know, like the burbs and my husband plays golf. So we joined this country club and it's not like snooty. It was like down to earth. But I just like at first I'm like, this is so not I'm so not this person. But then like we made friends and like hung out with those people. Um, And I kind of was like, whoa, like I'm like a normal person now. Like I have like, <laughs> a weird like social life. We like do shit with other people or, you know, and then. Um, I had really bad depressions. Like it would be like I don't know if it's. I mean, I've kind of I've always had it. It's like it's on every side of my family tree. Um, and I, you know, I take medication and stuff, and I have been, but for whatever reason, like for it was around like usually in the springtime for whatever like for two years in a row I got like really really depressed like suicidal depressed Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not I'm not like a sharer like I write about it but I don't I'm not the kind of person that like asks for help or you know that's just the person that I am like my family knows that and but I just have I don't know I feel like 
that's just my way. But anyhow, so, you know, I wrote about it, but it's, I don't, and people like were close to me knew because like, I just wasn't really going out. And, you know, I had this one like good friend who like she knew. Um, but then, so basically like the whole thing about, you know, people are like, you know, if you ask for help, like it gets better or whatever. Like I just found this such bullshit. Like I would, anytime I would share about it or, you know, I, you know, wrote a couple blog posts about it and like one in particular, it was like, I did it. I guess for me, like the stigma fighting is a big thing and it's like, people don't talk about it. So I'm like, and people don't talk about it. The stigma is never going to end. So I just figure like, you know, I needed like at least like every voice counts or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like, I would write posts and all these people, like everyone I knew would like send me a Facebook message and be like, I'm so sorry. And I had no idea. And like, if you ever want to do anything, give me a call and da, 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 like all this stuff. And then literally like, I don't know, like, I don't mean to sound bitter, but I am better. Like basically I got like my whole, everyone I know, like every, like that whole kind of weird, like social friend group, they just kind of like ghosted and regular people, like just, it's just a lie. Like the whole thing of like, if we only knew like with suicide stuff, like if we only knew like what we could have done something like, I don't mean, I don't know, I guess for me, I'm still kind of like, I don't know, it has sort of like affected my worldview of like, not that I wanted like all these people like gather around, but even the fact that like close friends were obviously so uncomfortable with it that they just kind of like shunned me. And so basically, I just now kind of have like no friends and no coworkers. So I'm just kind of trying to, it's sort of like that realization that just people are, they want to believe that you know, they would, um, you know, if they know, if only they'd known, they would do something. But I think in reality, the fact is like, people are so caught up in the regular lives. And I get everybody has their own stuff. You never know what people are going through. But it's just, I don't know, I kind of have like developed this, like, every man for themselves attitude, which I don't think is necessarily the best thing. But it's really like, impacted like my, you know, my trust in kind of the world and then coupling that with like the all the like political stuff and then all the like Facebook scandal like I just have this like deeply distrust of the good in people and companies and I don't know so I'm trying to like get over that but yeah when you're like what if that's really the truth and just like making peace with that and like doing like life anyhow and being happy yeah I mean I tried to um I try to balance all that shit myself and I feel a lot of the same ways that you do. I would say like, um, first of all, on the like posting sharing side of it, one thing that I found too, that I think is complete bullshit. is like, sometimes when you do that stuff, people will DM you and be like, you shouldn't do that stuff. Cause it'll yes. cause concern <laughs> or it'll like, or yeah. Like, if you're working for yourself and you do it, people are like, it'll hurt your brand. It'll hurt your ability to get work. And I'm like, oh, I thought, like, we were all supposed to be, like, woke and transparent, right? Okay, so that's one thing. Second thing is, like, man, especially as I've gotten older, I just feel like 
a lot of people have like specific boxes that they want to check in their life. Like you meet like certain women, like 20, like late twenties, thirties, like they just want to have a kid. So it's like, Mm -hmm. find a dude, have a kid. Certain guys like just want to get to a certain level in a business or industry. Like certain people just want to like sit around and smoke weed all day and like Mm -hmm. play Xbox. Right. But like people have these like, boxes that they want to check and it's like that's their focus and they get consumed by their boxes but then we have this narrative of like oh it's like everybody like help each other and like community and all this shit and I believe community exists at a like a 35,000 foot level Mm -hmm. but do I think like an execution day-to-day um, like that shit is really happening as much as we're talking about it happening. No. Um, yeah, exactly. but, and I think it's even like, I think it's hard when you first get to the place or the realization that like, Hey, like people are not that cool and kind of get consumed with their own shit and don't really care about everybody broadly. But I feel like as you get older, you realize it's only, natural that people would be like that and most people honestly and again this goes back to work too if you've ever worked with like a wide variety of people most people do not have a huge bandwidth for stuff right like they can't like if you throw five things at them like maybe you or i not to like blow smoke up our own asses but like i could probably handle like five concurrent things throughout like a day or a couple days there are a lot of people that both of us have probably worked with we're like giving them two things to do is too many things right and then you're expecting those same people to like run their own family do their own shit like get dinner ready go to their own country club shit and worry about you and it's like they, they do not have that bandwidth right so that's part of it but it is like depressing when you first um, come to that realization you're like oh man society is like more fucked than i thought i know and it's like weird because now it's like i it kind of like coming like going through all that like now it's like it kind of helped like now i don't get like i still kind of have the same experiences but i haven't I don't know. It like helped the, dep- I don't know. It helped somehow. Like, yeah. Kind of like you just kind of make peace with it. And also kind of recognizing that like, I don't know. I feel like everything is like seasons of life, like 10 year chunks or something like that. So it's kind yep. of like, all right, that worked for that period of time. And that was that life. Now it's over. You like mourn it. And then there's gonna, it's not like over. There's gonna be a next thing, but it's just, you know, it, it will eventually like figure itself out. So just kind of just knowing that and like waiting for it to happen. I feel like that has kind of helped me like having that attitude of like, and also not trying to force it, like not trying to go right. back to the same well, like over and over and over again. Of, like, you know, yeah, I think too, like sometimes like I'll say this about myself too. It's like, sometimes you, you can build shit up in your own head, right? Like, uh, through my, like, through my ex, I had a bunch of, like, I was good friends with, like, a bunch of her girlfriends and their dudes, right? And then we, 
we broke up and I like don't talk to like barely any of those people anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had like real like downward spirals where I'm like, oh, like I used to have this friend circle and I don't fucking have any friends from that anymore or whatever. But then it's like, okay, that's partially true. But then the flip side of it is like, if those people were like really good friends of mine and weren't just contextually through someone I was dating at the time, like I would still be friends with them, you know? So it's like you said, it's like shit moves in seasons and people go through like Mm -hmm. different people go through like different friend circles and different, like even honestly, Americans, I think on average move like every five to six years, not true for everybody, but like, you end up in different neighborhoods at different jobs, maybe even different like cities or states. And it's all like, that's going to change your context mm-hmm. around everything, you know, like who you deal with on a day-to-day basis yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, and, like, by yourself too. And for yourself, like not being part of a company, it's like, you kind of realize like, even if the company, you know, it like had a lot of like suck, it's, it's sort of like a social life. And so not being in that, it, you're kind of like removed from that. And it was sort of, I don't know, like realizing now you don't have that to fall back on, like that artificial feeling of like being part of something. So you have to sort of make the effort to seek it out or something. Yep. So last thing I would ask you is, do you think like, is there a, is there a pathway for like organizations really of any size? I don't think it would ever be possible in bigger ones, but like, is there a pathway for companies to like do mental health stuff well, or do you think that that's like totally not within their line of sight? Like, could you see a world where companies and leaders within companies were like actually attuned to or like quote unquote woke about um, mental health stuff, like what their employees are bringing to work or do you think that that's like totally impossible? I think like one thing that APA had, which I never had before and was literally the best benefit ever was so like even with, you know, health insurance and like, it's supposed to be parity for mental health care. Like I've been dealing with this for like forever, 20 years. And even now with parity, it's still bullshit. Like health insurance companies, even though they cover they're you know, ostensibly covered at the same rate, like they will do whatever they can to, you know, deny it or get out of paying it. And it's like on you to, to, you know, deal with the claims and then going through the, you know, uh, request for appeal and whatever. So um, APA had a separate, it was like a separate insurance for mental health coverage. So it was a hundred percent mental health, any like mental health care for you or your family. And even if it wasn't family, even if it was just an employee, like knowing that you like would be reimbursed a hundred percent, like, and could get, Okay, like get mental health care that was like revolutionary so it's like even if the company is not equipped like I feel like even just making it accessible because I mean it's just not like getting you know people are like get help like show me how to get help like if you let you, you there's literally two paths you either like say you're suicidal 
you go to the, you know, ER and then you get some like urgent care thing. And then once you're like considered, okay, then like, that's it. But if you're like, well, I'm not suicidal, but like, I'm really bad off and like can't function. They're like, all right, well, we don't have, you know, openings for, you know, months. <laughs> so it's yeah. like making that, you know, making mental health care and actual mental health care, not like a primary care, like ask going down their list of questions and not knowing anything about it. So like making it accessible and then like being open to the fact that, you know, mental health and like neurodiversity, it's going to mean that that off, you know, sitting in an office nine to five every day doesn't work for some people, like for some people who have like anxiety or ADHD or agoraphobia or whatever, like sitting in an open floor plan, like either getting to an office every day and sitting there every day is overwhelming or they're not going to be able to concentrate. So being open to the fact that it's, you know, you might like people talk about accommodations, but it's more for like a physical disability, but it's like being open to like, I can't be, I cannot, I literally can't take a job where I'm going to have to be there nine to five. Cause I can't, it gives me like too much like agita to even think of it. But you know, if employees were open to some people need to work different ways and we're, you know, willing to work with you to do what makes you comfortable and, you know, I think those would go a long way. And, you know, I think it's like they tend to, businesses tend, tend to look at it in like a business way. Like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to, um, you know, you can use your sick days for mental health days. Like, that's not how mental health works. Like, it's not like, you know, um, a broken ankle or whatever. And it's one day, like, it's something that, you know, especially like if you're on medication or whatever and you're say you're switching, like that can be a six month thing. Like that can be, you know, whatever. Or if, um, you know, just that's just one example. But, you know, just realizing that it's not something that they're going to tackle like at in the workplace. So just making the resources available to those people um would go like a huge way like being able to get mental health care without like dealing with you know the bullshit of health insurance claims and you know having to go with a doctor in network when in reality no doctors or you know or mental health care practitioners like participate in insurance like that i think those things would go like a long way Thank you.